0: There are inescapable longings desires wishes in the core of every human heart that cannot be ignored denied or pacified they must be satisfied I'm going to repeat that there are inescapable longings desires wishes in the core of every human heart that cannot be denied ignored or pacified they must be satisfied and we will satisfy those longings whether legitimately or illegitimate Ill- illegitimately we will satisfy those longings every single day every moment of every day Those longings are within us. Those longings are pressing against us. Those longings are causing us to to wish, to think, to hope, to hurt, to plan, to vision. Those longings are there. And they must be satisfied. There are these longings that are deep within us. And I believe, and I don't think this will come as a shock to you because you're in church this morning. I believe those longings were placed there by God. God. We didn't create them. We didn't just decide one day, hey, I'm going to have some longings, and then I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to, to satisfy these longings. No, they were put there by God. They were placed there by God. They were put there. He put them together when he created us in our inmost being. God placed these longings there. And I believe that God placed these longings there to draw us into relationship with him every one of these longings that we have that we're going to look at in just a moment that we're going to talk about over the next seven weeks God put them there every single one of them for the sole intention to draw us closer to him no other reason but to draw us closer to him in one way or another like I said legitimately illegitimately, we're going to seek after these. We're going to try to fulfill these longings. We were made for him. So what are these longings? These, the, the series that we're going to be doing uh, churchwide over the next seven weeks, uh, like J.D. said, the sanctuary services, Bob will be preaching these uh, sermons. We're doing this churchwide. We do this every fall. But there are seven longings, and this was actually a book written by a guy named Mike Bickle, who is out of the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. Um, and he wrote this book, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a really powerful book, and we're, you, we're, we're definitely using it as a launching point uh, for our messages and where we're going. But we're going to be looking at these, and so what I wanted to do today as we start this series is I want to very quickly um, mention the other six, just to kind of give you a little little appetizer for them that we're going to be looking at in the next uh six weeks after today but then I want to spend the last part um zeroing in on this first longing and it's the longing to be loved but first I want to just kind of give you a snapshot of the other six and and here's one of them uh the longing for fascination when you think about this I believe that we long to be filled with uh, awe We, we are people who are drawn we are fascinated by by things why else do people drive hundreds if not thousands of miles to go and look at a giant hole in the ground that we call the Grand Canyon we're fascinated by this um i've said this and i and i still believe it but how could someone i see our little babies in here how could someone not hold a newborn baby and look into their face and not be fascinated by this creation and just be just be in awe of them have you ever been walking through the living room and stopped and maybe hushed the whole house because top plays on espn were on we're fascinated by the by the feats of human of human nature. I know that one. That Grand Canyon babies, ESPN. See, right there we go. Um, but we are we are people who are just we're fascinated. We are drawn in, and I believe this is a longing placed in there by God. And we are gonna. And when we see, when we understand that this is a longing to be fascinated by Him, everything else will pale. And even in, that, even in that getting a little dimmer, we will see the connection between that and the creator. There's a longing for us to be fascinated. Another longing is the longing for beauty. I think if there was a sudden awareness uh, across especially our country, but I think in the whole world, that the longing for beauty was actually from God and it was actually uh, this longing for actually true inner beauty, um, it would create a giant economic collapse in this country <laughs> Uh, if people were to suddenly realize, oh, um, it's not about all the ointments and creams and injections and whatnot and things that are supposed to do. Oh, it's about my internal beauty. Oh, we would probably set the whole Western world in a, in a downward spiral economically. Because there's this longing for, for beauty. And it's been placed there by God. And when we've heard it, we've said it, we've believed it. But then we've forgotten it. That true beauty is on the inside. But that doesn't mean on the inside of just a person. It's on the inside of the person, and that beauty has been placed there by the creator God. And there is a longing for beauty. And anyone who's ever said they don't care is lying. There's a longing for beauty. Another longing is this, the longing for greatness I think there's a lot of people that would also say, no, I don't, I don't want to, I don't care if I'm great. I don't care if I'm number one. I don't care if I win. And you know, okay, so maybe you don't want the award. Maybe you don't want uh, the applause. But I think inside of each and every human being, there's a longing for greatness. There's a longing to know there was something that, I, that was put in front of me, an obstacle, a goal, a situation, and I was able to reach that goal. I was able to achieve that. I was able to overcome that. There's a longing for greatness. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to step on other people to get to that place. But I believe there's a longing inside of each and every one of us. Put there by God for us to be great. That, that status quo is not okay. That, um, that, that just, just skating by, by the skin of your teeth is not okay. That there's a longing for greatness and it's there, and it's placed by God. Here's another one, and this is one I think that Satan's really done a number on, on us with this, the longing for intimacy. I mean, the word itself sometimes brings up thoughts of shame or even embarrasses some people when you talk about this word for intimacy. Um, I'm not going to ask for uh, raised hands of anyone, anyone who's ever done a walk called the walk of shame, but we're just going to move on from that. Um, but if anyone has ever ever wanted to be able to just be completely intimate, have no walls, no secrets. They've wanted to be completely loved and completely accepted no matter what, with nothing between another person, you understand the longing for intimacy. And I believe God has put that longing for intimacy inside of each and every one of us. We desire it. We desire it. God designed it. Oneness is the ultimate expression and fulfillment of intimacy. And that's oneness with God. And that is oneness with another. Here's another one. The longing to be wholehearted. Half heartedness with God is really not a great way to live life. But I must confess to you that I feel like I live this a lot. I read this statement, half-hearted followers have too much of God to enjoy sin and too much sin to truly enjoy God. Half-hearted followers have too much of God to enjoy sin and too much sin to truly enjoy God. You know, I think some of us are, most of us maybe, we're all left somewhere in between with, a, with like a serious spiritual case of Jekyll and Hyde. We're usually not not living fully. We recognize the superior nature of, of the things of God, but we give ourselves more fully to the things of the world. But we have this longing to be wholehearted. Paul wrote in, in Romans, he said, he, he wrote this, and, I, and I've r- shared it with you in, in several different times, in several different ways. But he just touches right in, I think, on the human condition. He wrote, I do the things I don't want to do, and I don't do the things that I want to do. There's a longing for us to be wholehearted, and yet we, we, don't, we live half-hearted. And I believe God has placed within each and every one of us this longing to live fully, wholly towards him. Here's another one, the last one, before we look at the longing to be loved, and it's the longing to make an impact. I think if you were to sit down maybe at the bedside of someone who is coming to the very end of their life, whether they call themselves a Christian or not, you will probably find if they still have some of their faculties, (laughs) that they're all pondering about the same thing. Did my life matter? Did what I do while I was here make a difference? Did what I pass on to my children, to those that I was responsible for? Did I make a difference? Will I be remembered? Will the things that I did or said continue on after I'm gone? I think there is a longing put inside each and every one of us to make an impact. And when you think about this for a minute it's really humbling to consider the fact that that you and I play a small but significant role in, in, a, in a very large drama with eternal consequences. I I mentioned something last week with Disciple Now and the fact that, um, that we never know that what God stirred up in the heart of that eighth or ninth grader right there has generational impact. What that student does grows up to and what they impart to their kids and then maybe those kids and their kids and on and on and on. We play a small but very significant role and I believe we each have a longing to make an impact and that longing was put there by God. So that's a snapshot of what we're going to be looking at over the next several weeks. We're going to go in a lot deeper into those ideas. And um, I'm really, uh, I'm excited to see how God is going to speak to each and every one of us individually, but also corporately as a church in all of our services and, and what he's going to show us through this. So let's zero in for a few moments on this, this first longing, the longing to be loved. I think if you've ever asked yourself the question, how can God even really like me? I mean, how can he even like me? How can he even want to, like, even let his eyes just glance past me? Like, why? I I believe that whether you recognize it or not, you were expressing this longing to be loved. You were expressing this, this craving that was within you for someone much greater than you. To care for you. I mean, and think about this. If you've ever sought the approval of other people, anybody? If you've ever sought the approval of other people, if you've ever desired for affirmation, if you've ever desired for someone to affirm you, if you've ever desired for somebody to accept you, if you've ever wanted someone just to say to you, I really like being around you. If you've ever had any of these kinds of feelings, if you've ever had any of these kinds of thoughts, you are expressing What I believe is a longing placed there by God, and that longing is to be loved by him. A longing to be loved by him. You have the evidence that this craving is in your life. When I was uh, five years old, or actually I was four, and I was about to turn five, and it was the beginning of the school year, I was about to start kindergarten, And I think my mom maybe begged somebody to let me get in early. I don't know. But I was going to turn five very close to the deadline. She's ready, you know, to get out of the house. And uh, I don't know, I don't think they do this anymore, but teachers, kindergarten teachers especially, used to come and do home visits before the school year. They would come to the homes and, like, meet you. And I'm sure in the back of their mind, they're probably, like, you know, checking out the house and, you know, stuff like that. But, But so Mrs. Spears, with her giant bouffant hairdo, came to our house and and was sitting there talking to my parents and I don't I remember this I remember this it, it's kind of like in bits and pieces but I remember this because this was a big deal the teacher at school at your house and so Mrs. Spears with her giant bouffant hairdo sitting there talking to my parents and I remember leaving the room and I don't remember, but I remember coming back in the room and the next thing I remember, I wasn't blacking out, it's just a long time ago, I'm up on the fireplace with Aunt costume and tap shoes, <laughs> singing at the top of my lungs. Made up song, by the way, and I'm not going to tell you what it was because I don't remember. And I just think about that moment now and I think, oh, poor Mrs. Spears, <laughs> what she was getting herself into. But I can tell you as, as clearly as, I can, as I, I can put myself in that moment right now, I can tell you why I did that. I wanted Mrs. Spears to like me. I wanted her to affirm me. I wanted her to know that she was going to get the most amazing student in her kindergarten class. I don't know about that. I wanted Mrs. Spears to love me. And I haven't stopped desiring that affirmation at any stage in my life I wanted Mrs. Spears to love me we long to be loved we don't have time this morning but I just want to tell you to, to if, if you want to call it homework but I don't like the idea of homework so hey later on this week when you're chilling does that sound better um, I encourage you to open up your Bible to Luke 15 the chapter Luke 15 and just take a few minutes because there are three stories in there which if you've been around church at all, you, you know about these stories. But I want, you to, I want you to go to Luke chapter 15 and read these three stories that really illustrate how God wants to, he wants to love us. He desires to show his love for us. There's three stories. One is the, it's the story that Jesus tells. He's telling these stories as, as parables. One of them is he tells a story of the man who, who lost one of his sheep, left the 99 to go look for the one. There's another story we talked about, the woman who frantically was looking for one of her lost coins. And There's the other story, probably the most famous of them all, about the son who ran away from home, spent everything he had, and then came back home. And how much the father loved him. So that's all in Luke 15. Here's what I would encourage you to do. Go to Luke 15 and read those stories. It won't take you that long. But put yourself in the place of every one of those lost things. The sheep. The coin. The kid who ran away from home. Blew it. Came back. And just put yourself in that story. And realize how much God desires to show his love for you. I believe there's a longing that's been put inside each and every one of us, and it's a longing to be loved by God. We long to be loved by Him. You know, and here's the thing. I think a lot of us, we spend too much time just wanting to be liked by people. We spend a lot of time wanting to be liked by people. There's not a person in this room right now who I'm I'm hoping doesn't like me. We long to be liked. But there's a deeper longing, and I believe it's to be loved by God. Because what I've learned, and maybe you have too, when all I'm doing is trying to be liked by others, is I've learned this, that over and over again, there's things like rejection and hurt and pain that comes when people end up not liking us. And... Uh, as the, as the world-renowned song says from the 1980 movie Urban Cowboy, I'm sure you were thinking about that this morning, so you're like, wow, I was just thinking about that. This, this uh, country singer named Johnny Lee said, we're looking for love in all the wrong places. Those of you that know it are now singing it in your head, and I apologize, but it's true. We're looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love in too many faces. What's really beneath this, what we really crave down inside, what really really will bring us fulfillment and wholeness, wholeness, what's really beneath all the superficial things is this longing to be loved by God, a longing to be loved by him, not just by someone, not just by anyone, but there is a longing for us to be loved by God. We can't deny it. And here's the best part. I don't just want God to tolerate me. I don't want God just to put up with me. I I I can't wrap my mind around it, but my heart agrees with it that God loves me. He loves you. And he's placed this longing deep inside of you to recognize this love, to accept this love, and to the best of our ability, which he knows is not that great, to reciprocate this love. Not tolerated, not put up with, but to be loved by God. God's love, it's everlasting, it's unfailing. I I asked the band, I asked Justin midweek, it's like, hey, can you do this song? It keeps, it keeps rolling around in my head. Every time I keep thinking about this, every time I keep going over this message, I keep thinking about that song that they did, Everlasting Love. You, you two, they did the U2 cover. Who was the original? Yeah, I mean, it's been around. It's been covered by a lot of people. But I mean, I just love this. Open up your eyes, then you'll realize, here I stand with my everlasting love. I mean, this is God speaking to us. That longing deep inside of our hearts. Jeremiah 31.3 says this. This is the verse that, that is the, I don't know, the home base for this, this message today. God is speaking to his people and he says, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. There's a longing to be loved by God that has been put inside each and every one of us by Him. Maybe it's a fail-safe, I don't know. Maybe it's like the, the computer uh, designer who designs stuff and they always put in like the back door. This is God's way of saying, you are gonna know. I'm always going to know. I'm always going to make sure I, you in your life, no matter what you're doing, if you just stop and think about it for a minute, you're gonna recognize a longing to be loved by me. And I think most of us in here, we can agree with that. Now whether we've been living according to that understanding is another thing. I mean that's really the, that's really the work that we do, right? This is just the reminder, this is reminder time. That's what Sunday is. The work happens elsewhere. God has put inside each and every one of us a longing to be loved by Him. And I don't think it's just enough to recognize that truth. I think we have the opportunity to step into that love, to realize that love, to live out that love. Most of us, we settle for counterfeits. Too many people give a person the place that God should hold in our hearts. And in effect, we make people godlike. I've done that. C.S. Lewis wrote in this book called Mere Christianity Never, never pin your whole faith on any human being, not if they are the best and wisest in the whole world. The best of them will make mistakes, all of them will die. There's a longing in every human heart to be loved, not by an imperfect person. But a loving God, and that's really why I think this series is so important, and and really can be be life changing for us, is because God has built into our lives, He's built into our beings some longings that if we will seek, He will surely fulfill. I don't doubt that at all. I really don't doubt that at all. That that they will be fulfilled in Him. That we will experience the a. a a fuller life, a, a more intimate life, a, a more joyful life than, than really we've, we could ever imagine. So think about this for a moment. What does your heart really crave? What does your heart really long for? What, is it, what does your heart desire so much that it aches? I think we've touched on them today and I think we'll be doing that over the next 6 weeks I think together as a church we'll be contemplating this as we as we look at each one of these over the next few weeks I, I it's my prayer that for my life <laughs> for all of us that we will recognize this longing for God we will recognize this longing to to realize how he desires to be in relationship with us we will we will just will embrace this we'll we'll find that all we've really desired is there in Him. As, um, as we go through this series, on a practical note, I've already given you a little homework. But we're going to be sending out daily short devotionals through email, and they'll also be on our Facebook. So if, we, if you're not getting emails from us and you're not following us in Facebook, um, I encourage you to on your connection card today to, to give us that if you want to make sure you're getting that because these are going to just be a great way, an anchor if you will, just to keep us together. Keep us thinking and, and praying uh, together as an entire church about these ways in which God is pursuing you and me. I mean it's really glorious when you think about it. So I hope you'll do that and make, and make use of those connection cards. There are inescapable longings, desires, wishes in the core of every human heart that cannot be ignored, that cannot be denied, that cannot be pacified. They must be satisfied. And I believe that satisfaction is found in our God. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you just for, I feel as if we are stepping into a really good, needed, loving conversation with you. In many ways, Lord, I feel a sense as if you are, I don't know, maybe it is like the prodigal son. Lord, that you're just drawing us home. And so, God, that is my prayer for for all of us, that we are just going to come home to you. And we are going to recognize, -recognize, (laughs) re-recognize, re-remember the ways in which you have shown your love for us. God, forgive us for the ways we have illegitimately tried to meet these longings. Lord, I pray as we walk together as a church, you will not only show us the truth, but we will also be equipped to live into this truth, to no longer choose the the other option, the false option, but we'll choose you. God, I thank you for the amazing love. You show to each and every one of us, we know in our hearts we don't deserve it. Thank you. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray.